0: Welcome back to the Northeast Newscast. On this week's episode, publisher Michael Bushnell sits down with Kansas City Mayor Quentin Lucas to discuss the Kansas City Museum, which is set to reopen to the public following an extensive multi-million dollar renovation later this month.
1: I am happy to chat. This
0: episode so, was made by possible away, by muffler: Dogs, Seabrook Mufflers,
1: Kansas City Museum, if I recall.
2: Yes, we are. So, just right out of the gate, let's let's talk about funding for Corinthian Hall. And um, as we near the completion of the project, Uh, October 21st, obviously, is opening day, there's more buildings on the property on that block that still need attention. So um, what mechanisms and what resources can the city offer moving forward to to assist in the continued restoration of, say, for example, the carriage house, the carpenter shop, Mm -hmm. and, and things like that, and working with
1: the foundation in order to achieve those goals? Well, you know, people often uh, remark about what have we done with our general obligation bonds. Uh, this project, Corinthian Hall, was an exceptional example of how we use building funds, I think, not just to um, rehabilitate a center, but also to help invest in an entire community. I don't think I'm misleading anyone, and I'm careful about that, um, when I say that uh, we have underinvested in the Northeast. Um, and, yeah, you, you can have a community center, you can have some roads, mind you, that need repair. But I think another important part of what we need to do is to invest in culture. You have got to make sure that historic, not just buildings, but centers of education of commerce, of bringing people together, uh, can be rehabilitated. And that's how I think we got Corinthian Hall done. I'm very proud of it. In terms of how we actually handled uh, or how we can handle future costs to repair the carriage house. And and, and Anne-Marie Tutera scared me a little bit because on a recent tour, she said, so yeah, this all costs $22 million and I need another 22 million. And uh, I thought, "Oh, that's easier said than done. There are a few things that we can continue to look at. First of all, The city has worked very well, actually, with the Lieutenant Governor of Missouri's office in terms of how we can actually try to enhance and improve things going for the future in terms of tourism attraction, investing in our facilities. I'd like to see us to continue to do that there. Everybody's very cognizant of American Relief Plan funds. I think um, some of that has gone into revenue replacement areas. It is very fair to say that not just the park sales tax, but even our museum tax have been hit negatively by the pandemic, a decline in sales tax revenues. So I think there is an appropriate area of expenditure there. But then I would also say that we need to ensure that it remains a public private partnership. We had some very nice private organizations that were supportive of this phase one of the project. I think in phase two, we need to continue to look to have several million dollars of private dollars that can match future city infrastructure expenditures. And then, of course, I'll note the usual Public infrastructure improvement committee uh, type of, of costs because this is, of course, a public structure, um, and making sure that we look to every tax credit program available out there in Missouri and nationally.
2: One of, and I'm I'm glad you said something about the GO bonds. One of yeah. the things in previous podcasts that we had discussed with former city manager Troy Schulte, as well as former parks director Mark McHenry. Are those public-public-private partnerships and the possible resurrecting of the Cliff Drive Corridor Management Committee? Um, what can the city bring to the table in terms of partnering with the county? Because the Parks Department, let's face it, is challenged. And they really had staffing issues this particular year due to COVID and whatnot. Um would you be willing to work with those partners, such as the state the city, and the county, in order to achieve those goals and make Corinthian Hall, the Kansas City Museum, more of a regional destination for culture
1: and history? Well, first of all, um, for my good friend, Troy Schulte, I say that uh, if a county has money to put in, we will take it immediately. But uh, you know, no, I think more to the point, we will. A lot of people talk about conflict in politics, and, and there is, I'm not gonna say there's not. But the state has actually been very helpful on several important projects in the Kansas City metro region. The Truman Library Rehabilitation had several million dollars of funds that came to Jackson County from the state government. Governor Parson and the legislature were a part of that. And we'll continue to pursue that here. I think all of us, regardless of party, recognize a need to um, build up, Our our infrastructure. Make sure that we have people that want to come here, and I think that this is just one small part of how we can continue on those efforts.
2: One of the one of the really cool things that I think is going on at the museum, and that's the new exhibit format Mm -hmm. that allows Kansas City's neighborhoods to be explored uh, more fully and more deeply. And how excited are you, knowing that Kansas City's east side uh, and other often forgotten urban core neighborhoods are going to have their story told. And for me, and I'm just going to make an addendum to that. And it's exciting to me that Mamie Hughes, number one, is still alive. And I think she needs to sit down and do an oral history because if she doesn't, there's going to be another library is going to close and we're going to miss it. So (laughs) back to the question.
1: You know, I mean, I'm, I'm pumped about it. So I know you are a lover of Kansas City. I I know a lot of people in the Northeast are lovers of Kansas City because you live in these cultural, history-rich neighborhoods. Um, We should walk tall and proud of our city, of its background, of its challenges, of the ways that it's persevered, and of the fact that we have neighborhoods like the Northeast where you have people of any type with restaurants, with stores, with businesses that are interacting with one another. And so to me, I think that it is important for us to have this. I think that people, even if they're from somewhere else, will enjoy it. You know, I saw a history exhibit, a new one at the uh, Gateway Arch in St. Louis, and it looked to the early history of St. Louis from like the the 18th century, the 19th century things I didn't even know. Talked about neighborhoods that were torn down, but used to be great. I mean, those are the sorts of things. They can give people pride in the community and knowing where they're from. And uh, I think that we'll get a lot of that pride when this part of the exhibit's done.
0: It's time to take a break to thank our sponsors. Shamaica's Online Market in Delhi, offering catering and nationwide shipping at Shamaicasonline.com. Find their new deli at 16th and Swift in North Kansas City. Shamaica's, where customers become friends and friends become family.
2: From classics to campers, hot rods to hoopties, Seaberg Muffler, your exhaust headquarters since 1974. Armor Road in Burlington in North Kansas City, Missouri. KC Care Health Center cares for more than 19,000 underserved and uninsured Kansas City residents. This year, KC Care celebrates 50 years of providing compassionate, patient-centered health care to everyone who needs it. Learn more about KC Care at kccare.org. KC Care, the heart of community health
0: care. And now back to the newscast. Part
2: Part of that is the Restore KC uh, a series of community conversations focused on healing, social awakening, and the realities of systemic racism in our everyday society. How important are these sometimes difficult conversations to have in embracing our shared humanity and moving forward as, as a united populace?
1: You know, I think it's important to have them, uh, the conversations. I think one of the most frustrating things I hear about in society, uh, it, it, and I'll call it this, it is the American Express tweets, we believe that black lives matter. Okay, all right, what the hell does that mean? How, how, how are you actually interacting with anybody? How are you actually engaging in real communities? I think when you get down to the brass tacks of politics, maybe may recent fights I've had with other publications are freeing me because too much of the doggone world is seen through a left, right, whatever prism, um, whether we're talking about policing, race, whatever. I think most of us agree on some of the same things. We want to make sure that people have an opportunity to take care of their families. We want to make sure that people have an opportunity to be safe. And we want to make sure where people have been wronged in the past, we can do right. That's it for me. You know, one of the things that I had to learn, and I'm proud to have an office that employs a lot of women, is, you know, the challenges to women who've tried to progress in the workplace. And that doesn't mean that I'm a, a tyrant or a terrible person or anything like that. I got stuff to learn. And I think if we spent more time, kind of like the Casey Museum is proposing through this program, where we said, let's all sit down, show our cards, show where we come from, and recognize now it's not me yelling at Michael Bushnell as a white dude, and, and it's not you yelling at Quentin Lucas as some black dude who doesn't know what the hell's going on. It's instead just two, two people who live in Kansas City, want it to be better, want it to be better for our families. And so I think that's why this conversation is going to be so important. And, and it takes me back to go into Kansas City Museum as a kid. Because any of us who remember field trips, you remember sometimes the joy of it was there'd be other schools there. And it may be some school district from Leavenworth, Kansas, and all that sort of stuff. And they may look a little different or whatever else, but you realize you're all the same and you just wanted to play around outside and see the soda machine. I mean, (laughs) I think in adulthood, we need more of that too.
2: Well, the Kansas City Museum reopens to the public on October 21st after a three-year closure and the completion of As you mentioned earlier, $22 million renovation and restoration project. What are your thoughts as we herald a new era for the museum as a regional, cultural, and historic destination?
1: Excitement. You know, I went to that event a few weeks back. And uh, first of all, I need much fancier clothes. uh, (laughs) You were at the um, derby party, weren't you? Yeah, that derby party was, uh, I was not that cool. But, um, you know, I think more to the point. We have got to, uh, we got to make sure we support it. we got to make sure we tell the story about the Kansas City Museum. I think there are a lot of people that I have talked to who who know it if they're from Kansas City. But, uh, you know, I guess in something that's good for the city, there are a lot of people who aren't from here. And so when I tell them we've got this great institution on Gladstone and all of the great opportunities that uh, we can get from it, they say, oh, yeah, never been there, never heard of it. And so I think the next part is we get to share that story. We get to take folks on a tour of it. We get to plan, you know, when the Northeast News has a its, it's top shelf Christmas party each year, they uh, get to plan an event there. Well-drinks. Well-drinks
2: well <laughs> <ranked> over here.
1: <laughs> we got a 30-pack in the trunk. But that's right. Anything, I, I think, you know, that's what, that's what to me is the next step. So I look forward to touring it, sharing its story, talking about it loving it more. And I think that's where we'll be going.
2: Any final thoughts uh, in regards to the museum, uh, historic Northeast and how the museum contributes? I'll just say what Deb Herman said. A lot of times you've got a community that, or a house that holds up a community. In this particular case, you've got a community that held up a house uh, for continued restoration. But what are your thoughts moving forward in regards to that? And how can we grow as a community with the museum?
1: Yeah, you know, I think that uh, that's a good line, by the way, from Deb, you know, a house that holds up a community. And we've had a community that's held up a house. I think we need to um, start letting that house do a lot of the shining bright everywhere. I think um, we need to make sure we shower it with attention. Um, but we also need to make sure that, uh, you know, we use it, too. Um, And so I would think that us knowing that it's a part of us, us feeling welcome into it, and frankly, and I shouldn't say this, us yelling at the politicians to say there's a lot more work to be done, I think is a big part of it all, too.
2: And when you get that ear, we're not only Congressman Pleaver, I know that the congressman has put some money in this stimulus bill to help with Cliff Drive and the museum. Um, How can we help with that and make that a reality? Huh, well <laughs>
1: the magic know, button who, who was it that, uh, it was will rogers right the humorist who said i'm not a member of an organized political party i'm a democrat uh it seems as if it's it's largely the uh, the democrats that need to get their act together to make sure we can get that bill out and on the president's desk and the the different sides of things are kind of the issue um my view is this that um we do need to make sure that we lobby strongly, that this is a project that is of incredible importance. I, I love every part of Kansas City the same, but I, I really like this one. And what I mean by that is to say that this is a, this is a property that's been in Kansas City for, for generations. And so as we're speaking to Congressman Cleaver and ultimately to the city council, when they're making a decision, we need to make sure that this has as much noise as does a you know, highway interchange in another part of the city. I mean, that's where I think we can make some great difference.
2: That's that's really all I had. I just want to thank you. I, and we're in and out in, in 25 minutes. How about that?
1: Hey, no, exactly. I appreciate it. Talk soon. So thank you very much. Appreciate right. it. Yep, bye bye now.
0: And that was Kansas City Mayor Quentin Lucas on the Kansas City Museum, which reopens to the public on October 21st, 2021. And thank you for listening to the Northeast Newscast. For all our episodes, articles and more, visit northeastnews.net. As we continue our 90 year tradition of delivering free newspapers to Northeast residents, now you can help the Northeast News continue to produce community journalism directly by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com slash northeastnewskc. In exchange, we hope to offer our Patreon subscribers access to exclusive content.